Welcome to Mam Academy's podcast episode number 8, Joyful Homemaking. We're so happy to be back with you again for this episode. Well, for today, I'll be, I will be with you as I share mga tips to becoming a joyful homemaker. But before anything else, I'd like to give you a quick update about what we've been up to for the past days and for the past weeks. So for the past weeks, we've been really, really busy. Well, for me specifically, as I prepare for one, a private workshop that's happening a couple of days from now with a group of men and women, their parents. And um, this is going to be about pursuing your passion, your purpose alongside parenting. So that's um that's an update from our end. And then second, for the purpose-filled homemaking workshop which is happening on September 29. That's just a couple of weeks from now. And as of today, as of what day are we today? September 10th, we are recording this today, September 10th. We still have about seven slots, seven slots left. The seven slots left. For this workshop, so if you are thinking of going and joining us, well, sign up. Go ahead and sign up. Don't forget and don't miss that one. Um, I'll be personally doing and facilitating the workshop, and I'm going to be sharing my love for homemaking. But just before we start this podcast episode, I just want to get it out there that to clarify, homemaking is not just for stay-at-home mothers, or even it's really not just for women it can be for men also but since we are mam academy and our main our main community members are women moms then we will be really mentioning a lot about women but it doesn't mean that homemaking isn't really for other people like husbands or working moms that's actually um, for for the perception, for the concept that homemaking is only for stay-at-home mothers. I think that's one wrong concept that I had, I personally had in mind, and so many other misconceptions about homemaking. Well, mostly these are socially imposed misconceptions, like stay-at-home mothers lang ang pwedeng maging homemakers, or homemaking is a is um not so appreciated kind of work or yeah it's a not so appreciated kind of career to be in and back then as a single person ito yung mga reasons why i hated the idea of becoming a homemaker kasi ang daming misconceptions that i was able to prove wrong as i embraced the life of a homemaker so yeah Essentially, anyone can be a homemaker whether you're married, you're single, you're newlywed, your parents or not, or even if you're a husband, you can still be a homemaker. You are still qualified to nurture your family through homemaking. Okay? So we're clear with that. I just want to set the stage for us. Now we move on to our podcast topic for today and that is again, joyful homemaking. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect at this. I'm not always and consistent, consistently the joyful kind of homemaker. And truth be told, there are times that I fail at this. Like A lot of times that I'd snap and feel tired. But at the end of the day, you know, we're all a work in progress. Do you agree? Yeah, I totally um, agree with that. And this is something that we all continuously pursue for ourselves and our families. Again, Wala naman talagang perfect. No one's really perfect, but at least we try it. And I think for me, that's the most important part. So have you considered how you are as a homemaker? Like, 
right now, if I ask you, how are you as a homemaker? How are you able to nurture and um, embrace your season as a homemaker? Are you easygoing? Are you relaxed? Or are you more structured or what? Um, uptight? Or are you usually stressed? Or you're just going with the flow? How are you? Amidst all of those questions, are you being a joyful homemaker? So you might ask, what really is a joyful homemaker? What does it make to be a, a joyful homemaker? You know, being a joyful maker is a journey and a process to be in. Hindi siya parang, you know, in, in a snap or two, I want to be a joyful homemaker and boom, I'm a joyful homemaker. It's nothing like that. You know, you, we always go through the process. There's um, there's a, there's a process for us to go through to finally say na, you know, I'm a, I'm a joyful homemaker. And I could attest to that personally because I've gone through, um, you know, it's been a journey for me to really embrace, to really embrace homemaking, to really embrace this whole season in my life. As I transitioned from working, working in a corporate career and then embracing a life at home as a homemaker, as a stay-at-home mother. So, um, like I said, it's not easy, but it's something that I've always wanted to be one as a mom and a wife. I've always wanted to be a joyful homemaker. Um, of course, and I never really, initially, I never really dreamt of becoming a homemaker because I had high hopes for myself working working in a corporate um, organization, climbing up the ladder, and so on and so forth. But now that I'm a homemaker, I've always prayed to be a joyful homemaker. One that's... Um, that that overflows with joy, overflows with peace, with gratitude, with, with the things around her. So by definition, just to set things clear, definition, a homemaker is someone who manages the household affairs. And that could include so many details within it, like cooking, meal planning, the grocery shopping, school management, home cleaning, and organization. And you know, it can be within those lines and it can be outside of those lines. Homemaking doesn't have a certain boundary for me. Like, ito homemaking, ito, ito hindi ito homemaking. For me, anything that transcends nurturing a family, raising a family, uh, it, it, is under, it, it is practically under the umbrella of homemaking. For you to be able to call yourself a homemaker... I think it's a broad um, description of it. But for me, generally, the work is something to do with nourishing the family. Nurturing the family, I mean. Or raising up a family intentionally. So that can, that can, that can transcend the, the roles, the exact roles. And that can, that can transcend the roles that we do not see. Like, for example, um, what, do, what are the roles that we do not see? Well, maybe not exactly the roles that we do not see, but those that are not really common, those that, are, those that we do not commonly label as a homemaker's role. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so, I mentioned that homemaking... Um, transcends a lot of roles and responsibilities as a, and part of it and the commonly commonly roles that we see 
within homemaking is cooking, meal planning, grocery shopping, and whatnot. And somewhere in between these paths of work, a lot of times, we snap. Diba? There are times we would feel tired. It's inevitable that we feel tired because we are, ever since we, become a, we became a parent and a mother and a wife and a homemaker, it's always been um, a juggling act. Well, we multitask a lot of things, we do a lot of things, we take care of a lot of responsibilities that leads us to becoming feel tired, exhausted, sometimes we get frustrated even. It happens and it's inevitable for anyone. Like, especially us mothers who are masters of multitasking. M-O-M. Like, most of us doing it daily and every single time. Like, when we wake up, these are the things that we do. When we settle down at night, you know, we still, we still think a lot of things to do. And there's actually no pause for being a mother, a wife, and all the roles that we play. And so, yeah, for this episode, I'm going to be sharing three things that I personally feel will help us work better towards becoming a joyful homemaker. Siyempre, it's not a quick fix na, or a one-time grand solution, but... Personally, as I've experienced it, it can or it may help us change our perspective and heart towards homemaking. You know, at the end of the day, I've always, I've, I, I continue to tell this to other moms. It's always, it's always the mindset that you have for certain things. Like, what's your, what's your perspective about, uh, what's your perspective, perspective about this and that? Is it something that you find joy in doing? Because at the end of the day, it all boils down to. Well, how do you see it? How, what, how do you look at it? What's your perspective towards it? So, I'm going to be starting with my first point, and that is to cherish your season as a homemaker and nurture it. So again, cherish your season as a homemaker and nurture it. You know, we're gone past the different seasons in our lives. Nandiyan na yung naging teen tayo. We were once young adult, fresh off from college, and then we became young professionals, probably um, nurturing a career, climbing up the ladder, the corporate ladder, you know, handling projects from one project to another, and then, um, you know, the all the good life of being a young professional, and then nurturing um, romantic relationships. That was a season. That was a different season in our life. And then engagement. Here comes the good part, the engagement. And then marriage. And then now, our season is family life. Nurturing a family, homemaking. It's all part of our season right now. And you would understand that our season keeps changing. It doesn't stay forever as it is. So if today you're busy and you're tired running after toddlers, maybe that's your season right now, a couple of years down the road, we won't be running around them anymore. And we won't be forever running after them. There'd come a time, they'd grow up, they'd enjoy their school age, would be with them, would be sending them to school and picking them up from the school or teaching them if you're homeschooling. But probably, well, most likely, it's, gonna be, it's not going to be forever that they are toddlers. Diba? Next thing we know, we'll be, we'll be dealing with teenagers, a whole new different season for us. So it's always, it's consistently changing. There's never going to be a point in our life where 
will have one season all throughout our life because it's continuously evolving. It's continuously changing. And two different things to take note of here in this point. Cherish and nurture. These are two different points that I want to clarify. With nurture, it means giving something away. Like when you nurture your family, you serve them, you give yourself away to them in service, in love, everything else. Um, it's always outward. You give them the outward value. Give your family the outward value while cherish means something inward, something you embrace, something you you um, encapsulate, or something that you embrace and you bask in. So you know in my case, there were times in the early months of my parenting and motherhood when I felt really tired caring for a newborn. Because imagine, ha, the newborn is a fuzzy baby um, she's a delicate baby. It was my first time to be a mother. She would feed on me 24-7, no rest. Or uh, when she's sleeping the man or when she's resting, I'd be working around the house because we don't have a helper and we don't have a, nan a yaya to take turns with taking care of her. So I'd be always um, on my feet, working around the house, caring for her. And... Eventually, um, I realized na, you know, I've turned into a, ma a tired mom. I felt, I thought, or so I thought, I didn't need, um, I was okay. I thought it was an okay season for me to be tired. I, I thought it was okay for me to feel exhausted, sometimes even frustrated because, um, it was a season that I felt I didn't have any choice. I didn't feel like I had any freedom beyond what I'm doing that time. What I didn't realize then was, you know, that stage, I won't be able to go back to it except for photos and videos. And now that she's grown up to be um, a very makulit toddler, and she's past that stage. I'm now in the season where I kind of miss it. I long for the days when she would just sleep whole day long and settle in. So, you know, you understand that it's really um, a continuously changing seasons. It's, uh, it's a continuing, continuously changing season for all of us. And so it is with homemaking. You know, serving our family shouldn't be so much of a burden if we know that this is just a season for us. Again, it shouldn't be a burden if we know that this is just a season for us. You know, days would fly swiftly. Lalaki sila. They'd have their own families. They'd move out. And next thing we know, our children will become adults. When they get married, we'll be empty nesters. We don't have children anymore at home. And we'd be longing to... Have them again in our house. So, yes, the best thing that we can do right now, now that we have the opportunity to serve them, now that we have the opportunity to nurture them and cherish them, cherish their presence, is to embrace, nurture, and cherish. To bask in the moment. To live, with, to live in the moment and live out the role that God has given us with all joy and willingness in our hearts. So number one, number one point is to cherish your season as a homemaker and nurture it. 
don't forget the two words, cherish and nurture. I've always thought that cherish cherish and nurture are um, of the same meaning. But since I attended a parenting talk, I was it was clarified to me that these are two different terms that have two different meanings attached to it. Okay. And then number two, my second point is to serve with a purpose. You know how it is when you serve and you know where you're going to, where you're heading to, um, what's the reason why you're doing it. Diba? It gives you more like an incentive. It gives you encouragement even if you're tired. It gives you that sense of direction. But kung nga ba ginagawa tong isang bagay na to? Even if I'm really tired, even if, even if I'm exhausted to the bones, you know, I'd still do it because I have a purpose. And that's clear in my mind. Um, in homemaking, we see, we see the tangible actions tangible expressions of love like we serve them we cook for them we give them a bath for their babies we grocery shop for our loved ones we organize the house for them we pay the bills and whatnot but amidst all the 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 busyness of those activities do we ask ourselves why do we do what we do Teka lang, bakit nga ba ako nagpapakapagod doing all these things? Why do I why do I tire myself to serving my family? Why do I push myself to becoming the best home, homemaker that I could? So have you asked yourselves, what is your ultimate purpose for homemaking? And personally, if you ask me, my answer is just simple. Because I want to honor God in everything that I do, and that includes homemaking. So, <clears throat> sorry. With homemaking, I know, and I'm sure that I, I'm just not able to serve my families, but I'm able to lead them to knowing God, and the kind of service that I give them could be an overflow of my love for the Lord, an overflow. Of the grace and mercy of God that is given to me consistently and daily. With this in mind, with this perspective in mind, I know that I can and I will serve them with all of my heart because in doing so, I'm able to praise and glorify God in the capacity, in any capacity that He has given me. If you come to think about it, no, not everyone is given the opportunity to one. Um, serve the family. Maybe they have other people would would be in a certain conditions where they'd be limited to serve their their family to to their fullest to the fullest of their intention. Um, it's a it's a it's an it's a well it's a blessing to be given the strength the physical strength and the abilities to care for my family. It's a it's a blessing to be able to be provided the means to financially provide for them. It's an opportunity along with my husband. It's a blessing to be given to be given the wisdom in terms of words that will encourage my family. Then again, like what I told you, if you know that these things 
are the overflow of God's goodness in your life, it wouldn't be so hard for you to give it out to other people. Na alam mo na, you know, the things that I'm I'm experiencing right now are all out of God's goodness in my life. And I can, out of the abundance of my heart, out of my thankfulness and gratitude for the Lord, I can, I can give it away for my family. So, if for me, there are times that I feel tired. A lot of times I feel tired. I have never been tired. Um, not not until I became. I've never been this tired. Not until I became a mother, a wife, a parent. Not until that time. And you know, I would ask myself, why do I even, you know, tire myself to the core, to the point na parang I'm not. I'm not able anymore to function for the following days. Why do I pers- why do I persevere in serving my family? Why do I really want to keep what how why do I really want to keep serving them and why do I want to be good at what I do? Well, ultimately this is the answer because I want them to know that course i love them i want them to know that how how special they are to me and ultimately i want to be able to you know give back all the glory to god now thank you lord you've given me the strength thank you lord you've given me the day a new day for me to serve the lord thank you lord that you've given me um, a healthy body to be able to move and lift things around the house so that i can serve them i can cook for them i can you know shop for their needs, and so on and so forth. There are times naman that I forget my why. And during those times that I forget my why and my purpose for serving, I became I become easily angered, irritated, you know, tired, means and demotivated, and disengaged. And what's wrong about it? Because I miss to acknowledge who am I really doing all these for. Means and, you know the feeling when you serve other people, but it doesn't seem like they reciprocate reciprocate your service or they don't appreciate it. Sometimes you'd feel bad for it, right? Now, why are these people not appreciating my work? I've worked so hard. Um, I'm tired. I'm, um, I've spent so many hours working for this task. And then... And then for example, my children, for example, um, they don't appreciate the food that I cook for them. Do they even realize that it took me a lot of hours, took me a lot of time, a lot of a lot of effort for me to cook hugot na because I love I love to cook. I love to try out different dishes, but when when I see that my family do not like it so much, I feel discouraged. So I ask myself, para kanino kung abog ginagawa ulit to? Wait, is it really for them, or is it because I want to serve God through my homemaking? So the next time you feel awful about homemaking, serving your loved ones, or you feel that your your service is not being returned or not being appreciated, maybe it's a question you can go back to. Why am I doing what I'm doing? What's my big why for, for 
this whole homemaking. And it's it's been working wonders for me. So it might be the same for you too. That whenever I feel tired, take nga wait. Ano nga ulit yung why ko? Why am I doing this again? So yeah, you can always remember that. And one thing that I wanted to share, pala, is when I when I feel that I'm in my lowest um, situation, I feel I feel discouraged. I feel like no one's really appreciating. Like um. You know, I even doubt myself if I, can really, if I can really be a good homemaker because sometimes I fail at it. I'm not always the perfect homemaker that it's, it, it appears to be for other people. I'd always remember 1 Corinthians 10.31 that says, Whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. And yes, the whatever there includes homemaking also. So don't forget that. That's a very... Um, that's a very good reminder for all of us homemakers. When we do our work, it's not really, uh, it's not just for the mere, mere thought of doing it. We're doing it because there's a higher purpose for it. And that is to do all those things for the glory of God. So on to my third and last point, and that is to fill your cup. You know, homemaking isn't about exhausting yourself to death. And forcing yourself to work on things you can't do anymore because you're tired and worn out. You know, I've learned this the hard way. There were times in my early months of parenting and motherhood when I mentioned I would, you know, I would continuously and consistently work around the house, tire myself to the core, working around the house, caring for the baby, you know, balancing everything out. And at the end of the day, I felt like, wow, I'm so tired. It felt like, felt even more like. Um, I went to the office for a whole eight-hour shift and then back home, traveled back home. Minsan more than more than the pagod pa of the usual workload that you have in the office. And um, I wondered, sometimes, well, I'd feel, I'd feel tired and kasama, dun, kasama na rin sa tiredness yung you feel sad, you feel like... Um, um, you just feel like you want to... Do something that would, you know, help you relax, help you get you back on your groove, motivate you again, encourage you. And on days when I feel I'm becoming easily irritated and interested or feeling like you're starting to lose the joy of serving and nourishing your loved ones, I ask myself, how am I doing in the area of self-care? How is it for me? As a, as a person, how am I able to take care of my own self, of my own life? Do I get enough sleep? Nakatulog ba ako ng sakto? Do I skip naps? Sometimes I do if I really have to work around here at home. Do I get to have quiet time before the Lord daily, consistently? That's a very important um time for me before I start the day but sometimes out of the busyness of a mom's schedule you tend to skip that part because you need to jump into the first um, role of the day am I able to enjoy a personal time for myself am I feeling something odd in my body health-wise am I feeling weak sickly at the end of the day, it may sound cliche-ish, diba? We always hear this from other people, from the TV, from 
from the magazines, from elsewhere. As I say, we can't give what we do not have. We need to, we need to fill our cup. We need to remind ourselves, we need to take conscious effort to refill, <laughs> refill our love tanks. We can't expect other people to be filling it up for us if we ourselves don't fill it in on our own. Diba, we can't be serving and nourishing others when we ourselves are sickly, malnourished, diba? If you're sickly, there was a time in, when I was, I'm already a mom, and I got sick, and of course, when you get sick, it's really not a sick leave. You can't really file a sick leave if you're around the house. You're still expected to work around here, um, put things in order, prepare things for everyone. But then there was really one time that I couldn't really get myself out of bed because I was too too sick to do that. And then I realized na you know the house pala isn't isn't the same without without um the person who is really doing the stuff for everyone. So imagine if for one whole day you're unable to do things around the house. The following day, you'd find it, what, crazy, messy, <laughs> So it's, it's really not like, um, it's nothing like the same as how you prepare things for everyone, you put things in order. So ako, I realized that I, I can't afford to be sick for too long. I have to make sure I'm healthy, I have to make sure I'm physically well, emotionally well, because I have people who are... Uh, who I'm serving. I have people who are kind of um, not even so much dependent because I think they can function on their own except the baby. But I have people who are um, who are, how do you say it properly? Who are needing your love and your care. So you always remind yourself that we cannot skip the self-care part because um, sometimes it's inevitable for us to skip the self-care because we feel that there are more pressing concerns for our loved ones than our own. We put ourselves last or least. But just to remind you, mom, you are not a mechanical being. I've learned this the hard way. I'm not a robot. I'm not a mechanical being. At the end of the day, we get tired. We, 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 uh, we wear ourselves out. And but we need to replenish. We need to refill our, our cup. You need to care for yourself. We need to care for ourselves. And it doesn't have to be too fancy. Like you're gonna be spending a grand or so just to get yourself care. Well, of course, by all means, if the husband would want to splurge on it for you, then do so. But it doesn't it's not required for you to go fancy and all that. You you can consider um getting some afternoon nap if you can afford to leave the baby or or leave the baby under someone else's care like your mom your mother or your your family members just ask them to watch over the baby so you can get some more sleep in the afternoon or maybe you can get a couple of hours of me time like my husband would do this she he would ask me to leave the house he would not ask pala. He would require me to leave the house so that I can get a couple of hours of me time. 
and he'd say, "Okay, do whatever you want. You can go to the, you can go to a nearby coffee shop. Just, you know, sit there, um, magdilay nilay, magmuni muni. Just get some time away from the house, or maybe meet with friends." Some kwentuhan. I really, really love it when I meet with friends, especially those who are already moms. Because, you know, I can get into a, um, a conversation that they, we can all relate with. So, yeah, it's, not, it's a, all about knowing how you can fill in your tank and consciously looking after yourself. At the end of the day, you don't expect anyone to look after you. There are times that you'd, you'd feel like, walang nag-aalaga sa akin, well, no one's looking after me. But hey, don't feel that way. Marami namang nagmamahal sa atin. It's just that we also need to look after ourselves. How are we doing in the area of self-care? You know, self-care is not selfishness. Remember, it's just pausing a bit. Pausing amidst your busy schedule. To regain all the energy, all the encouragement, the inspirations, and whatnot that you need to go back to your battleground. And where is your battleground? Where else but your home? This is your main battleground. Other than your business, other than your career, your work, this is your main battleground. Because your family is really your first ministry. They're your, um, they're the first people who will receive your service, who will receive your, yeah, who will receive your service. And so, personally, I call home a battleground. Not that it's negative, don't get me wrong, but it's really just a ground for me to to serve my family and to nurture them and, yeah, love them the way that I can. So, that's it. That's all three um, points that I want to share in today's podcast episode. I hope that these three reminders... Well, first, cherish and nourish your season as a homemaker. Second, to serve with a purpose and knowing your big why for it. And then third is to filling your cup as in self-care. I hope that these three reminders would change our, our perspective about homemaking and really find the joy to doing it by God's grace. You know, these things, itong pinag-usapan natin in many other purpose-filled discussions, insights, stories about homemaking, and more, more, more is what's waiting for you and me, of course, you and me, on the 29th of September for the Purpose-Filled Homemaking Workshop. You know, I'm really, really excited to meet fellow homemakers, exchange stories, tips, tricks. I'm going to be sharing my best practices in the kitchen, in budgeting, in home organization, all those things that I know from the years that I have been a homemaker. I'm going to be sharing that. But most of all, I'm excited to be learning so much from all of the moms joining us. It's going to be an intimate session for us because we want it to be conducive for engagement, for story sharing, for getting to know other people. We want it to be um, a safe ground. Well, not that it's not safe if you're in a bigger crowd, but we just want to encourage more more interaction among the moms so that you get to know really you really get to know everyone who's there in the workshop and make friends and more importantly you do not leave the workshop without a name or two additionally in your friends list friendster but more of your 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 contact list or your network list 
So, I hope to see you then. Again, we have last 7 slots that are waiting to be filled up as of today, September 10th. And I hope you go sign up after this episode and secure a slot for you and another friend of yours. Okay, so thank you fellow homemakers for staying through this episode. I hope it was another amazing learning and purpose-filled episode for every one of us. If you have any questions about homemaking or you feel you just need someone to talk to about these things and more, please, as in do not hesitate to shoot me an email at mamacademyph at gmail.com or message us through our social media sites. I'd be very delighted to answer questions and talk to you, of course, and just be in a conversation with you. So bye, everyone. God bless you and have an amazing learning.